0: and enter.
1: <laughs> what does it mean, Gandalf?
0: There was a time when I knew every spell of men, elves, and orcs. All amasa, Well, fuck. <laughs> the door is not yet open for us, Frodo. Speak, friend of the show, and enter.
1: It's. It's a gimmick. What's the catchphrase word for friend?
0: The catchphrase word for friend. Of
1: course. John Watson! Door opening noises. Stones moving. Etc. Photo, your foot! It's got oh, no. a
0: tentacly thing on it.
1: Ooh. That's the end of it.
0: They call it an intro. <laughs> an intro.
1: <laughs> this is no intro. It's a tomb. <laughs> um, it, well,
0: we certainly can't find a way out of it.
1: So <laughs> uh, we'll we'll quit half acidly quoting it and say, "Welcome back, everybody, to Movies for Win." We are um sort of wrapping up our series teaser wink for movies for when you've had a stressful day at work this is the movie we've kind of wanted to do the whole time suggested on uh many times voted upon by the audience overwhelming majority win we're here to talk about the lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring and to clarify
0: now just keep going i'm giving you a soundtrack oh, oh thank you
1: I can see New Zealand now. Thank you. Close your eyes and I just... I see mountains, Gandalf. Mountains. For clarification, this is the extended version that we're going to be talking about today. The theatrical version is available, I think, on HBO Max and Amazon Prime. You don't need to, like, rental. Yeah, but if you want to watch the extended version, I've got the 4K box set of the extended editions over here. But HBO Max has got you covered. They got the extended versions for you there. Oh, so. shit.
0: Bilbo Baggins, do oh. not take me for a conjurer of cheap DVDs. <laughs> extended edition only. Miss me with that standard.
1: That's right. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I'm excited to be getting into this series. Of, I think, well, we've done two-thirds of the Back to the Future trilogy. We've done the entire Matrix uh trilogy franchise almost we didn't do the fourth movie because it hadn't come out yet
0: and we won't <laughs> and we won't yeah so there's that too
1: <laughs> we're straight um so this will be the first installment of our lord of the rings coverage as part of our uh theme for uh relieving some stress after work maybe save this one for a friday watch because this is a four-hour movie i don't expect anybody to come home on a tuesday after work you've only got a couple hours to eat and everything you just gotta plop down and put on a four-hour film it's probably not gonna happen so save this one for weekend viewing
0: i think we both broke it up into two screenings didn't we
1: yeah we did um yeah. i watched I have one hour dvd
0: that that ends on a disc you know like i got i got uh to when they form the fellowship then it's a uh, change the disc. Please, that was turn a real the... natural stopping point for me.
1: Is yours two discs or is it the one where you have to turn the disc over? Two discs. Okay. I remember those were always frustrating.
0: Yes because you can't see... tell which side you're yeah. supposed to play.
1: You gotta read the small text in the middle near the finger hole. Just be like what the hell is... okay I think this is side one. Yeah. It's always it's it's like USB ports it's always upside down. And the potential for scratching,
0: too. Like, the potential to scratch a double-sided disc was just Mm. unfair.
1: It it will smudge. No matter what. But yeah, we broke this up into two viewings. I imagine we didn't have a ton of time to watch other things. But before we get into Lord of the Rings, Denny, were you able to watch uh, anything else that you would want to talk about?
0: Um, No other movies. Uh, I also got off Vivance this week and was unbelievably fatigued and uh, didn't think I could stay awake for an entire movie most of the week. I uh, averaged two naps a day in my office and one time fell asleep in my chair on a 10-minute break between sessions. So they say you're supposed to taper off Vivance, and they're right. Um, But... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did watch a couple shows... Um, Season six of Rick and Morty is in full swing. I think it's been a really strong season. I really, really loved uh, this week's episode, "Analyze Piss." You have to have a really high IQ to understand this episode about a supervillain who shoots piss at everybody. Um, oh, this show dude. is clearly for very smart people like me. I don't, I don't blame you if you're not smart enough to understand the subtle themes of of piss spray. Um, really but, good.
1: That that bacon sounds a little bit too epic for me. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, but I'm, I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's a nice rebound. Season five was hit and miss. Um, I don't like to publicly express my fandom for Rick and Morty most of the time because it's it's optics, <laughs> you know, optics. But mm-hmm. I do love that show a lot. Um, I also like what uh, you like. Yep, and just don't be a dick. Um, <laughs> That's the catchphrase of wrestling with regret, which is a fantastic YouTube channel for those of you who want to see the very worst of professional wrestling chronicled. Like what you like, don't be a dick. Um, (laughs) So, uh, I also finished up uh, the new season of Big Mouth. I thought it was just as strong as all the other seasons of Big Mouth. They uh, haven't had a dud yet, and they just do super meta puberty humor. And they keep doing it, and I keep liking it. I... I'm a fan of Nick Kroll and what he does and everyone else involved in that show. Uh, good season. And I finally started, after burning myself the fuck out on spooky stuff like I do every October, mm-hmm. um, Vanessa and I finally started Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities.
2: Yeah!
1: Um,
0: we are two episodes in, and I thought it they were fantastic episodes. Like, really, really good. Um, they're both about 45 38 minutes i think if i'm remembering the times correctly uh both really 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 great uh i love anthology type stuff i have been told that uh mileage may vary episode to episode which is also the case with pretty much every anthology um so i i can i've only watched the first two i liked them enough that i kind of want to savor the show and spread it out so i'm sure i'll be reporting back more in the future uh I got nothing but good things to say about episodes one and two. Is is all I got to say. I've, uh, we'll see how the rest of it goes. But uh, very nice. Yeah, that's my that's my what I've been watching. What about you, brother?
1: Yeah, my wife's been looking forward to watching that show. So glad to hear um, it's a hit so far with the Denny. Yeah, so, very nice. Um, I, I also haven't had. Well, I'm not off coming off five ants or anything. I just didn't have a lot of time to watch movies this week. And we also didn't take a week off, so I didn't have a bunch of stuff on the backlog to talk about. So, <laughs> Yeah. Two movies. Uh, the first one is... I don't know how I never saw it before. Uh, it's a Scorsese film from 1980. Raging Bull.
0: Oh, I want to see that so bad. It's like almost on my list every year.
1: How is this movie not more famous than Rocky?
2: Like, this is a this is
1: a good boxing movie, and Rocky is a shitty boxing movie,
2: <laughs>
0: right?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I think the difference is Rocky probably had a sequel out before this movie came out. I didn't double check that, but that tracks. You, you got De Niro and Pesci in a Scorsese film that's shot like it's supposed to be out in like the '40s and '50s. It's beautiful. It's what else can I say except Movie Magic. Good Rocky film. Rocky
0: 2 uh, did beat Raging Bull by one year. Rocky 2 is 1979. Raging Bull is 1980. So I think your theory is probably correct.
1: I can't wait for Raging Bull 2, where uh, <laughs> De Niro uh, coaches whoever's going to fight Michael B. Jordan in the. Uh,
0: <laughs> and it'll just be called Bull.
1: <laughs> it's just going to be called Bull. Oh, nice.
0: That's how we brand things now. Or we just That's call it Raging Bull and make it confusing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> call it Raging Bull 1. Wait,
0: what the fuck? <laughs> There's only two. That, the Lion King 1.5 where we uh, go off with some side characters, Whoa. some some Timon and Pumbaa-esque uh, boxers that we met briefly.
1: That was peak Y2K filmmaking. Lion King 1.5. <laughs> 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 Jesus. Uh, something I watched, uh, the other movie I watched, which is even older and way more niche, is a 1937 hockey film called The Mm. Game That Kills. It's about Um, Wayne Gretzky,
0: right?
1: He died, he was not born at the time. (laughs) 1937.
0: So it's prophetic about Wayne Gretzky?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's also not prophetic about MVP. Sadly Oh, enough. that's the only now, other
0: hockey player I know.
1: the The hockey podcast I listened to, Puck Soup, they had like a bonus episode where they had like a live commentary where like neither of the guys had seen it before, and they like yeah. talked through it. And the whole time they're actually they're like, "Oh, this is actually good." And <laughs> keep being impressed by it. It is the first film featuring and uh, co-starring one Rita Hayworth.
2: Oh, Rita
0: Hayworth is the shit. Have you seen? Yeah, it's uh, her- it's Gilda. her first film. Sorry, what was we, that? We need to cover Gilda. Uh, okay, Gilda Hayworth is really good in that. Um, it's part of the Criterion Collection.
1: Well, if it's that old, you gotta be. It's part of the Criterion Collection.
0: Ah, yeah, yowza, wowza, talking pictures.
1: Uh, yeah, I, in I, Hollywood. I Jesus Christ! I would only recommend this movie to, I guess, Dylan. It's like. Super- <laughs>
0: It's not bad. It's not bad. This it's one's not a bad just movie. for you, Dylan Derryberry. Thanks Listen for up, listening. Listen
1: up, Dylan. It's it's an okay movie. It's just under 1 hour and I am very surprised at how good the filming is of people actually playing hockey. What's like, it called? It's The Game That Kills, which that's the coolest name for a hockey movie that imaginable. Is a good name. Uh, unbelievable. But yeah, like they they shoot uh the hockey and was like how did they do this in the 1930s what the hell like i think i sent you a TikTok of like i don't know if you watched it yet but i
0: I haven't checked my dms
1: ah not yet it's it's a very recent out this year i don't know what it is like netflix or hallmark channel like christmas romance movie one of those Mm-hmm. And it's like, are they even trying? Like, clearly, this guy doesn't even have ice skates on. <laughs> he just like he does. This guy just does two side steps to a fence and then leans on it. And you're like, that guy wasn't skating. <laughs> <laughs> and then in 1937, we've got unbelievable hockey cinematography. It's 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 funny. It's so funny. They knew what, how
0: to make fucking movies back then.
1: <sighs> boy, did they. And then the last thing we've been watching, it's a show on HBO with season four coming out uh, early next year, Succession. Ah, yeah, I've heard it's good. We were like halfway through season two, and it's awesome. I love it. It's its a ton of fun. I think I briefly mentioned it last week. I don't remember. Cause, I
0: think you did. Yeah, it's ringing a bell.
1: Yeah, one of the one of the guys that directs a lot of the episodes he's also like one of the executive producers he was also the director of the menu Ooh. that's i think that was the connection that i brought up last week but yeah it's it's a good show oh my god brian cox is an icon <sighs> all right that's all the things we watched yeah. Maybe next, maybe next time we'll have more things and more relatable things. We'll see. I
0: probably won't. I I just made a commitment to watch some pretty long stuff, Greg.
1: Oh, that's true. I I I just don't have I haven't had time to get to a theater this week. I'm not sure if I'm going to have time to get to a theater this week either. And yeah. if we do, my wife and I want to watch The Menu again. So I'm am <laughs> we'll trying
0: to I'm trying to find time to catch uh, Violent Night. Um mm, mm-hmm. I really want to see that.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Again, Dylan, hello. You He watched it, and he said it was a lot of fun, so...
0: Hell yeah.
1: I'm looking forward to it. Seems way up your alley, and okay. most of the way up mine, I think I could have a lot of fun with it.
0: If as far as I can get is most of the way up your alley, that's enough for me, Greg.
1: Perfect. Good enough for me, too. All right. We ready to dive in? Ready to crack I... open this, this Tolkien... Ah. Uh, Feature brought to life on the screen.
0: <sighs> this this marvel in modern filmmaking, this how-the-fuck-did-Hollywood-give-Peter-Jackson-the-money-to-do-this-movie, yes. I'm ready, Greg.
1: <clears throat> I was looking at it, before I, you know, start talking about the plot and everything. I think all three movies had the same budget wow. of around, like, $94 Ah. Huh. And they all well, that's made, actually... like...
0: I can't believe how far 94 million went.
1: Yeah, no kidding, especially as the series went on. Like, I would have thought shit. it was
0: much higher.
1: Yeah. No kidding. Well, I guess like who would have been the biggest actors in the movies? Like Ian McKellen, Ian Holm, maybe that's yeah. uh uh fuck Elrond.
0: Yeah, uh uh Hugo Weaving. Uh, Hugo Weaving, thank you tilda's hanging out um
1: <laughs> Kate i don't Blanchett's know but i'm there. just
0: like i look at like the makeup and costuming alone and i'm like what the fuck like how did you do that with with i guess, I guess 90s money is that the answer
1: yeah. like and i guess you save a lot of money just being like hey here's some like unclaimed land in new zealand we're just gonna <laughs> fuck around here like where's well, no sh- city scapes there's not a lot of there's some set building, of course, but you know you just build it in like a place that nobody gives a shit about, and yeah. you're saving a lot of a lot of dough, and you're getting a lot of beautiful scenery in the progress in the process. So, <sighs> yeah, they all made like ten times the budget back plus. So, it all fucking worked out great. So, the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Rings. This is the audience selection. I'll give a quick summary because I feel like and if everyone basically knows the plot of this movie yeah. already a long time ago in a galaxy far far away sauron created a, <laughs> a very powerful ring that harnessed all of his malice hatred <coughs> and his power Excuse and evil me. oh you're good um all of his power is in the one ring there are other rings of power for men elves and dwarves but the one ring is more powerful than all of them. It is the source of all evil and power for the Dark Lord, Sauron. And the only place that this ring can be destroyed is in the fires of Mount Doom, where it was created. Isildur cuts the ring from Sauron's hand and it has the opportunity to destroy the ring, but uh, doesn't do it. This ring corrupts, it gets in your head, it speaks to you, and it tells you, I can make you powerful. And it corrupts you, turns you evil he walks away the ring is lost for thousands of years it is found by Gollum, Smeagol, played by andy circus we've all seen this before i'm not <laughs> i'm getting way more detailed than i need to i guess yeah so basically uh frodo's uncle bilbo finds the ring you can watch the hobbit movies if you really want to or read the book not recommend quite. that more actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, well, Maybe we'll talk about that later, but yeah. just you ever uh, want to see
0: Legolas do a Lucha Libre move? Because he legit does a Hurricanrana in Battle of the Five Armies.
1: I don't remember that movie. so <laughs> uh, Frodo is tasked with carrying the ring from the Shire to the fires of Mount Doom to destroy the ring and destroy evil in Middle-earth once and for all, but he needs some companions. They meet up in Rivendell to assemble a team called the fellowship of the ring hey that's the name of the movie and they're all going to band together to bring the ring to mordor to destroy it once and for all and save middle earth from evil
0: because
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all good i i was gonna yeah. gush about the score later but denny first off uh what's your relationship with this uh great film and i guess the trilogy overall
0: um you know when i was in 6th grade and this was in theaters my friend told me it sucked because they didn't even destroy the ring what a shitty movie um, and i hadn't read Harry
1: Potter didn't even kill Voldemort in the first movie what <laughs> the
2: fuck
0: even i knew i was like dude there's 3 movies like <laughs> come on man um i went and saw it um, even
1: i an idiot <laughs> <laughs>
0: um you know fantasy is not really my genre and like i always knew it was a good movie but when i was like 11 it didn't really hold my attention um Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and it's the kind of thing that like the more and more i watch it the more my appreciation for it increases um this is my favorite of the series i do think it's the best of the series um I just nice. think the attention to detail is on another level in Fellowship in ways that you don't see it in Two Towers and uh, and Return of the King. Not to say those aren't incredibly detailed movies, but I just think, like, there's just so much coming out swinging with the little things that, that you wouldn't expect. Um, They're called and,
2: hobbits, Denny.
0: Sorry, halflings that you wouldn't expect. <laughs> um... <laughs> um so yeah i i love this movie my wife loves it even more than i do she's busy tonight i really wanted her to come on tonight um but uh she's she's off doing stuff watching a lindsey lohan christmas movie
2: hey uh, the one i
0: brought up the other week yes. yeah falling, falling, for for christmas. Christmas. falling for christmas yeah yep um so i don't know <laughs> that's that's my relationship with the movie what's yours
1: uh, those are two very different films and <laughs> like I was definitely more into the fantasy thing as a kid. If you knew my dad and like had a peek at his bookshelf, you would get why. <laughs> we were having lunch with him today. Actually, I, I picked up the the book that's been on the shelf as long as I can remember. It is a, uh, it's from the mid nineteen sixties. It's like a collector's edition of Lord of the Rings. It's mm. in a box. It's this red leather bound Lord of the Rings book. It has all three books in one massive book. It's got the big fold-out map inside the cover that I just stared at. I'm just like, this is oh my god! I love maps and books that fold out. That's the coolest shit ever. Yeah. Um, I I can't remember books. Yeah, (laughs) they
0: fucking slap.
1: If Lord of the Rings was a pop-up book, it would be very big. (laughs) Uh...
0: It's a like 800-page pop-up book.
1: (laughs) You need a stepladder for the fellowship.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, uh, where was I? So in sometime in 99, or t- I think it was 2000, the tr- announcement trailer came out for this. Now, we didn't see it online because I'm sure one of us was using the phone at the time. So we didn't see this video on the internet. <laughs> I, we must have been watching, like, Road to El Dorado or some shit and there was a um, announcement trailer that played before the movie and it was just like that Howard Shore score and you see all the characters it's a shot in this movie where they all like climb over the mountain they like pass through a rock after like the fellowship's been established and the journey begins yeah and they all like just kind of slow-mo come over the hillside one by one and it's like a trailer that says the fellowship of the ring Uh, 2001, The Two Towers, 2002, and Return of the King, 2003. My dad is, like, sat up in his chair. Like, his life has just been changed. (laughs) (laughs) He loves this stuff, and I've always known him to love this stuff. I grew up in a house where um, PG-13 films, I think, was, like, the rule kind of in our house was when you're 13 you can watch pg-13 movies yeah and my dad was like the kids are seeing these (laughs) 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 my brother at the time he would have been 14 maybe 15 so he was already going he's like we're gonna watch these movies (laughs) it didn't take take a lot of convincing my mom to let that happen and let the rules slide a little bit so i was very excited to watch these i was like I didn't really know what the Lord of the Rings was. Like, I knew he liked it and knew about the books and everything. But I didn't really know anything about it going into the movies. And then, holy shit, (laughs) life changed for Greg after that.
0: (laughs) Was this your first PG-13 movie?
1: It might have been. The first one actually might have been Spider-Man. The Sam Raimi one. I can't... I think that came first. I'll I'll need to check, but this is, this is the one, this is the first, um, PG-13 movie that was like, no, no, <laughs> you're, you're coming to see it. No. Th- so Spider-Man was 0-2. So this, I would have seen this one first. So yes.
0: Mine was either Rat Race or Dude, Where's My Car?
1: What a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> what a picture? Um, what a picture.
2: <laughs> <Man>.
1: <laughs> cliff booth where's my car um fix it so fellowship of the ring man like, so, i don't i don't remember the first time i watched the extended versions but what were you about to get into
0: have you seen peter jackson's work before this i know you've seen uh brain dead
1: not before before i had watched this no i wasn't familiar with peter jackson at all And, yeah, I think Braindead Dead Dead Alive is the only other Peter Jackson feature I've seen besides these movies. Uh, You know, there's obviously, like, King Kong and They Shall Not Grow Old and The Hobbit movies, of course. But, like, I'm not familiar with much of it. I haven't seen The Lovely Bones or whatever. I'm assuming that the lovely bones
0: and heavenly creatures took a turn for the more serious because, based on what I have seen of his work, which is Brain Dead, Dead Alive, Meet the Feebles, and uh, God, what's his alien movie? Um, One second Um, Mac and me. Bad taste. Yeah. Um, Meet the Feebles is the one of uh, Pink Flamingos notwithstanding, one of the darkest movies I have seen in my life. It probably would have been the darkest if I had not seen Pink Flamingos. And it's all puppets. There are no human actors and they're all like doing heroin and raping each other the whole time. Um cool. How? <laughs> How did this man get trusted with this franchise? I am glad that it happened, but how did it happen is what I've never gotten an answer for.
1: Now, Pete, we've seen Heavenly Creatures. We've seen the Frighteners. We're going to need you to (laughs) take one of the most significant pieces of uh, fantasy literature in history and... (laughs) <laughs> Put your spin on it.
0: Was it just that he was in New Zealand? <laughs> like what? Like how did it happen? How did this weird ass, disgusting movie making film nerd get ninety four million dollars three times to make the greatest fantasy trilogy ever? Like he delivered, but they should not have expected him to.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, Spielberg wasn't feeling like flying this far. <laughs> I've, I Maybe do he,
0: not understand this man's career I don't Spielberg understand it
1: busy with AI I guess I don't know there's other directors I just, I've, it, it's one of those things where like I would love to hear about how that happened but I'm also like not at all complaining it makes yeah. no sense you're right but damn <laughs> I'm it's really like, happy it did <laughs>
0: It's like someone asking like me and you to take over last podcast on the left. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's like that's how ridiculous that move was. We're not um, that
1: disgusting. Maybe like a a podcast that's not in the film genre. Serial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this week's Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh, it's like asking. Can't, us to... can't believe this hasn't been done before on this podcast.
0: Dinny and Greg present this American life taken over for Ira Glass. like that's that's what the move is, like <laughs> sorry again, fell we in d- my pocket. Ah,
1: you're good again. We don't ask how we just ask um how did the hobbit turn out the way it did, so I'll tell you how.
0: This took so much work, and he was, like, 20 years older, and he was like, there's no fucking way I'm doing that again. Just give me some money and a green screen. (laughs) That's how The Hobbit happened.
1: (laughs) Good. Good Pete. Good Pete there. (laughs) I like it. Thanks. All right. It's um, loosely
0: based off every New Zealander I've ever heard.
1: (laughs) I understand New Zealand completely. I've watched Flight of the (laughs) Conchords. Is that what you're saying?
0: Brit. Jermaine. Murray, Prison. I do
1: like, just like Succession, I do love a uh, show where there's a character named Greg, so I'm happy. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, Let's talk about the movie itself, I guess. We're half an hour into this thing. I guess we should talk about the movie we're here to talk about.
0: I suppose. Eventually.
1: I, I suppose, suppose so. I've, we've aired our grievances about uh, the man himself... Not How even landed, a grievance, just a
0: bewilderment. I'm happy it happened. It's
1: not a grievance. Maybe the grievances are with The Hobbit. I guess that's it. Oh, well, yeah.
0: Lots of grievances more, there.
1: More on that later. But more that would that require now. us watching that again. So. There will be no more on that. I'm, I'm good. Don't bring luckily, it up there in the comments. No, don't worry. Yeah, luckily there are no GoPros in, the, in this trilogy. So... <laughs> we'll start well i guess we'll go kind of through the movie a little bit so concerning hobbits right yes my first note on this movie is oh to be a hobbit oh so this is where the stress relief comes from when you've had a stressful day at work you want to sit down and think about what it would be like to be a hobbit bilbo's monologue as he's writing in his book talking about uh. What Hobbit's like, what they're interested in, what they really want in this life. their just their philosophy. And I'm just like, damn. Same, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: World's largest <laughs> Hobbit over here.
1: <laughs> hey, I, I'm going to need a little bit more real estate, but can I live with you guys?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would totally be Buddy the Elf in the Shire.
1: <laughs> the Shire's Buddy the Elf.
0: Just hunched over and bagged end like Gandalf is. <laughs> like not ask. Like if your life was that good, would you just start asking questions, or would
1: you just not not upset the
0: balance?
1: I wouldn't upset the balance. I would smoke my pipe, weed, watch my fireworks, eat my cake, and drink my tea.
0: God, it sounds so nice. And I would not shave my feet.
1: Oh man, <laughs> absolutely not. I don't do it now because I don't grow hair. So
2: lucky. Yeah.
1: Outside of these fucking Saxville baggages, <laughs> Hobbit life seems pretty stellar. <sighs> how
2: do, how do you
1: how do you feel watching like the first hour or so of this movie?
0: I feel an insatiable sense of longing for something I will never have. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, no, like I think this is this is also why this is my favorite one. Out of the trilogy. Um, Mm -hmm. And it makes sense that the others aren't like this. It's not something they did wrong. But like, we're in such beautiful places in this. Like, we're in the Shire. We're in Bree. We're in Rivendell. We're in Galadriel's Glowy Tree Fort, which name escapes me. Um, Like, it's, it's such a pretty movie. It's such a soothing movie. It's so comforting to go to these beautiful fantasy locations. And... The whole point of the journey is they're getting further and further from these things and so we're in like a lot of like destroyed cities and rocky landscapes you know as the franchise Mm -hmm. goes on and uh man a lot of marshes Yeah. yeah yeah there's just something about the locations especially in the first hour man where it's just like god i'm so glad to be here with you samwise Gamgee. Here at the beginning of all things like it's so I I can really escape into that world man
1: no 100% and I think that's really important to like really get you into the feel of it Uh, like we spend a lot of time and again we're only talking about the extended versions here we spend a lot of time in the Shire talking about Hobbits reuniting with Gandalf and just like having a good time this is a 12 ish 12 hours elvish the hour, 12ish elvish uh hour, shut the fuck up film <laughs> series and like the first hour of it is just serving to show you what's at stake if evil isn't defeated yeah so i i really love how much time we get to spend here because you really feel like as the series as the movie and even the series goes on like you remember the shire you remember how it made you feel you remember how peaceful the hobbits are and how innocent good life is Mm -hmm. and you're just that really helps attach you to frodo and his mission to destroy evil so the life that we connected to can continue so
0: i think it's it's earning it's earning that quest uh it's when he's looking into the mirror of galadriel and seeing like the shire being destroyed and like a little piece of you dies you know like they they had to they had to do that uh, in order mm-hmm. for you to feel that um and you know this is where i think amazon prime really got it wrong with rings of power um i, think I haven't finished it yet i watched one episode and was like bored uh, <laughs> like <laughs> zero interest not coming back these are an hour long each um there's a reason uh, no one is clamoring for a Cimmerillion movie, uh, but... oh, um, <laughs> um, um, well,
1: some dorks are, but yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah,
0: this has been my pitch for the Lord of the Rings TV show I would totally watch, based on this first hour. Um, it's, after, it's after Return of the King, and it is Sam, Mary, and Pippin in a tavern in the Shire... Telling exaggerated tales of their adventures uh, that we as an audience know are exaggerated. Um, and the title is How I Met Your Mordor. Um, oh my god. <laughs> I've, I've, I've always thought that's the way to go. That's that's the like LOTR extended universe content that I want. I want more life in the Shire. I don't care about all these other wars. I've, I've seen I... enough war. Give me more Shire content.
1: I thought you were going to call it Little Cheers or something.
0: (laughs) Cheers. But how. (laughs) Cheers.
1: How I Met Your Mordor, that's.
0: Fuck. Honestly, a great title would be. Denny doesn't miss, folks. (laughs) Thank you. A great title would be They Come in Pints uh, for for me actually pitching that show. Pint-sized! Pint-sized! That's it. Pint-sized. Oh. (laughs) Because they're they're hobbits, but they also like to drink pints.
1: Pint-sized. He's getting one. He's had a full half already.
2: All right. Uh,
1: (laughs) I I had something else. That's that's the fantasy they're really selling. This is a fantasy genre film, fantasy genre book. That's the fantasy I'm latching onto more as I get older. It's just (laughs) living in a place like this, man. Yeah. yeah, I love Animal
0: Crossing, by the way. ah. (laughs) It definitely provides a Shire like existence for you.
1: Hell yeah, if only I could really do it. But that goes into one of my other notes of like establishing this peaceful place and how unequipped, mentally, physically, skilled, whatever that hobbits really are for like maybe not adventure. Bilbo's had his adventures, but like real world altering and life altering shit, like having to be tasked with. Destroying the most powerful source of evil on the entire planet for whatever's going on here. Well, yeah, because as just we like...
0: constantly see, they, they just can't stop going around and fucking with stuff when they need to be quiet. <laughs>
2: it's <laughs> a real
1: character flaw. <laughs> I'm, I was cooking. Again, that keeps happening. <laughs> I know we're supposed to chill here, but I was cooking, so what do you want me to do? <laughs> this, is, this is our third dinner. What, am I supposed to not cook it? Uh, yeah, it's just like, hobbits are just perceived as weak and the first hour of this movie shows us that they're not really like weak they just choose a life of peace they're so small and you know dwarves are also small but they're just like these taut just just strong broad like they manuf- like build their own weapons and everything and they're skilled with them and they they can fight as well as men or elves if they need to so yeah. Strength in numbers, strength in size, brute strength and force despite a small size. And then hobbits are also small, but possess none of those qualities for, like, physical fights. Yeah. But it seems like every hobbit that handles... Like, like hobbits are the only ones that can really handle the ring. Like, they're just so uncorruptible, almost. And that's, like, a kind of strength that is needed for this mission but like it's never been needed before and they're not perceived as being that kind of strong yeah because well, they haven't needed to be
0: they're so aggressively unambitious
1: you know like mm-hmm. that's
0: like you see boromir wanting to be the ring bearer like he he wants many times the, yeah he wants the glory <laughs> of it he's tempted by that um even like galadriel has a part of her that wants to like rule as a queen with the ring of power um, and Frodo is constantly like "God, I wish this didn't happen to me and everyone's like but it was meant to and he's like but you're it like, sucks I don't want to do it <laughs>
1: you're the, like the only one that can handle this thing <laughs>
0: yeah the fact that you don't want it means you have to do it everybody else wants it and that's the problem
1: <laughs> <laughs> even Gandalf who's like the walking deus ex machina for a yeah. while there spoilers Uh, (laughs) like even he's just i think this gets said multiple times through the trilogy do not tempt me yeah don't offer this thing to me
0: gandalf's at least smart enough not to trust himself i've always liked that about yeah
1: yeah most definitely like i know this power will corrupt me i understand the power this holds and i don't want it to corrupt me and maybe they're maybe the hobbits having a sense of um uh hold on what am i trying to say just like having not even understanding not understanding the scope of the power the like ignorance and ignorance to what this thing really is is kind of offering them another kind of strength too
0: well they're also in their own little corner of the world and no one really fucks with the shire most of the time so like most of the like wars of men, elves and dwarves and orcs are just like entirely irrelevant to the hobbits. Yeah. Like, they don't all... they don't care. Like they, they exactly. have no reason to care.
1: That's all happening out east. This is we're over here. Yeah. <laughs> you, thanks thanks for keeping the orcs at bay, but you know, we're all the way over here.
0: That's why hanging out with them is like Gandalf's self-care. Like I feel like when he just like <laughs> needs a detox from all the bullshit he just goes to the shire and is like guess who brought fireworks motherfuckers
2: you know like i'll yay! trade some
1: fireworks for some pipe weed and... <laughs> boy does he <laughs> yeah. oh man all right so that's the first hour of the movie yes. well discussed good job Thank thanks you. everybody <sighs> Where where to next? What, hit me with a note We can we can talk a little bit more I've got a few more but I kind of want to get your turn
0: I didn't make a lot of notes Because I just wanted to watch it um, And also uh, I've seen it so many times That I found it very decompressing To uh, catch a bunch of Same mm-hmm. creatures on Animal Crossing While I po- watched it um, <clears throat> One of my notes Is that the excuse A wizard is never late failed to get me out Of a single tardy in grade school um, <laughs> <laughs> um. so one time i played a drinking game called lord of the drinks um, mm-hmm. and we had to disregard some of the rules because we didn't want to go to the hospital such as we were right. like we will not be drinking when there is a scenic landscape shot we will not be drinking uh when there is a close-up on the ring um oh <laughs> like we, god that yeah, alone <laughs> um, yeah Uh, I think some of the other good ones were, like, if Gandalf goes full wizard, if a hobbit wanders off, if Legolas doesn't understand something. um, And uh, the most fun one was if there's a shot with the entire fellowship in it. Um, But one that I can't unsee was just simply if Frodo makes an O face. Um, And I was like, what are you talking about? And then you watch it looking for it, and I can't unsee how often Frodo is making orgasm faces in this movie. (laughs) Like, it is fucking constant.
1: Well, you just ruined the rest of the trilogy for me. (laughs) On my impending watch-through of the rest of it. No, it's a good game. Dude, I'm gonna have to watch it again, but like, when Elrond says the name of the movie... I give you the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Boromir looks green screened in.
0: Oh, shit. It's like, it's notice. a little
1: bit weird. Like, I got to watch it again and see, like, what I'm talking about. I was kind of, um, I was watching it on, uh, my TV, but it was, like, daytime. So, like, the sun was out. I didn't have, like, the best view of it. So, I got to check it again. But, like, <laughs> Boromir looked a little green screened. We'll see. I got to double check, though. Fair, fair. But um, that would have been a shot in this case for this game. This game sounds very hard. It, <laughs> On the liver.
0: It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, we didn't do the whole trilogy. Let's just say that. Um, what's uh, So this is a very episodic movie. Um, it's a quest movie. We basically go to one location. We have some things to accomplish there we meet some unexpected challenges uh we resolve it we move on to another location um what is your favorite sequence other than the shire uh favorite location favorite little episode of the movie
1: um that's a really good question i it's not Lothlorien, which is where galadriel is i really enjoy like the gift giving from galadriel and that kind of thing. The meeting Even though with it kind the of goddess. Feels... Go ahead, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't always feel like they're welcome there. So it's it's kind yeah. of off-putting. But that's supposed to be what's happening. It's one of my favorite um, Heroes
0: Journey beats is the meeting with the goddess. So I, I like that yeah. one
1: too. Um, Cate Blanchett, an absolute fucking legend. Uh, I, I kind of want to say Rivendell, where we kind of get... The, we, where we get the fellowship together mm-hmm. It's It's a gathering place And it feels like it's supposed to be The end of the journey where Frodo's supposed to say Like okay the ring's here I delivered the ring To Rivendell it's safe here And no Not the case as we discuss in our meeting This is where our journey actually begins You yes. thought this was the end This is only just the beginning uh, Bilbo gives him The mithril it's just there's like history there with the sword, the broken blade that cut the ring from the it was a Sealdor's sword. It's it's kind of a gentler time and it's kind of like what we're talking about with a shire, like a remind a reminder of a peaceful place mm-hmm. before like the real uh fight against evil really starts up. And Rivendell is the Shire air quotes here for all the other characters. Like this is a peaceful place, but they understand evil. They understand what's at stake. And this feels like kind of a reprieve for everybody. Even though we're discussing the task at hand or what has to be done. And then Arwin's there. That's fun. Arwin's interest. Arwin's cool. Yeah. Arwen's cool. <clears throat> it's it's really hard, especially in the extended version, where they add like so many more of these little Micro stories, these chapters you're talking about, um, it's it's really hard to uh, I like figure out which one is my favorite. But I, I off the top of my head, I got to go with Rivendell.
0: I really like the vibe of Rivendell. Like it's a really just like I want to sit and stay for a while there. I want to go on a vacation there. Uh, mm-hmm. It's basically the next best thing to the Shire, and in some ways, maybe even better because no one ever dies there. They just live forever and go around. I don't know. Elves are a little pretentious for me, though. Um, I like like the... You're not wrong. Hobbits are, I hear this on every level, more down to earth than the elves. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, the part of the movie that I pay the most attention to, that I'm, like, the most focused in on and excited for, is probably the Minds of Moria sequence. Um, Yeah. Like, that's just such... And again, like for a lot of my life action sequences just didn't hold my attention i needed there to be dialogue exchanged um
1: but then they had a cave troll
0: but then they had a cave troll yeah like that that whole sequence is like when i like if anything like part of me thinks it's more central to the movie than it is i guess that's the midpoint that's when things change we lose gandalf um and we start to see like evil is ravaging people's sacred places. Like Gimli is just like stricken with grief while he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, I almost forget about Lothlorien when I think about the movie. I, I think like, yeah, I think like Minds of Moria, then like the final battle with Boromir's betrayal, and that's the end of the movie. And I forget that there's like so much more in between those two things. Um, right. <laughs> I think that's my favorite. My favorite uh, little episodic bit of the movie is uh, is them rolling up on Moria till uh, till Gandalf's death.
2: Fly, you old
1: just kind of jumps, but double spoiler doesn't die after all. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, he just had to go I'm... change
0: clothes. It was fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. Got Saruman's uh, old job. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's another sequence I do like Is the stuff with Saruman Because uh, rest in peace To Lee. Sir Christopher Lee Yeah Two two guys actually Sir Christopher Lee and Sir Ian Holm Two knights hmm. um, The actor that played Bilbo Who was also Ash from Alien And uh, Christopher Lee Who of course played Saruman And was Count Dooku in the Star Wars prequels um, He was also
0: a Hammer Horror's Long-standing Count Dracula
1: Holy shit yeah, two, it's it's always uh,
0: Christopher Lee in the in the British Dracula's
1: incredible. Yeah, um, two absolutely, they're just like the diamonds studded into this trilogy. They're just like the X Factor. Yeah, just old school British actors that are just delivering their absolute best work, like in their sixties and seventies. Yeah, incredible work for them. Rest in peace, some powerhouse legends. I'm, I'm, I'm glad this is some of their final work.
0: While we're talking about badass old British actors in this franchise, um, mm-hmm. every time I watch this movie, I see an image I once saw on the internet of Ian McKellen at a gay pride parade, simply with a sign that says, I'm Gandalf and Magneto. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> oh, shit.
2: You shall, pass. In this movie. you shall you
0: pass. You shall pass.
1: Gay rights or whatever. Wait, I don't
0: know. You shall not pass as straight. Be yourself.
1: <laughs> uh, there was a uh, there was a video of Ian McKellen at a uh, British university yelling out the window to like all the students had like gathered in the yard. He yelled out a window, "If you don't study, you shall not pass." <laughs>
2: Have it you was
0: great. Uh, have you seen him on uh, Ricky Cats. Gervais's? <laughs> oh, what? I know you've seen that—the one guy who like <laughs> tried to do a movie in Cats. Um, have you seen him on Ricky Gervais's extras? Mm-mm. Oh my God, it's one of the funniest comedy bits I've ever seen. Where like the premise of the show is that Ricky Gervais plays an extra. He's not Ricky Gervais, but he goes in like plays an extra in movies and roles with famous actors and it's like (laughs) Ian McKellen sits down with him and is like do you want to know my method? why I'm such a good actor? well you see I pretend to be a character that I'm not hold on you're not following me here see when Peter Jackson (laughs) approached me for the role of Gandalf the wizard I said are you aware that I am not a wizard? and he said yes sir ian but i want you to pretend that you were a wizard when we roll the camera it's so you're probably thinking how did i know what to say it's written down for me so fucking good oh man
1: oh that's really fucking good dude ian mckellen in this movie he seems like he's playing like he's older than he actually is.
0: He's pretty he spry, right? He's pretty spry.
1: Yeah. No. I I feel like Ian McKellen is playing like he's 10 years older than he actually is as an actor in the movie. Well, yeah, like, now I that feel he's like he's like, selling like, the old man voice. He's like playing up as older than he is.
0: Now now that he's like legit really really old, I watched this movie and I was like he's pretty young here. You know,
1: like. <laughs> he, he, I see this bearded man And gr- gray hair That's all naturally his And I'm like this spry young man is <laughs> Really playing up the age factor <laughs> Yeah for real
0: um, It's weird cause, Who is like, this young man <laughs> I'd never really thought that in the past But like I definitely noticed this time I was like I mean it's Ian McAllen 20 years ago You know like <laughs> really mm-hmm even more than that, if you think about like when they were shooting it, they started work on this in like 1995. Um, I I mean, that's, that's when like meetings started for it, you know? Yeah. 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 uh, But I don't know when they started shooting, but like
1: probably like 98,
0: 99. It's crazy how early this got started in. Like I was like looking at one of Peter Jackson's old projects, trivia. And it was something that I just viewed as like a different lifetime than Lord of the Rings. And it was like, yeah like near the end of this movie he started work on lord of the rings and i was like i'm sorry fucking what (laughs) how how could it be how could he be doing these things at the same time
1: i feel like that's just how seriously he took this man it was just like i'm gonna need five years just to talk about this with everybody that i want involved with it like i mean it shows like, there's nothing else like
0: this. Nothing on this scope has ever been, like, attempted or accomplished, man. Like, the amount of makeup and costuming that went into fucking extras that were going to die in the background. You know, like, in, like, mm-hmm. full close-up makeup. You know, like, that didn't really need to be done, and they did it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, like, at this point, we don't even have Andy Circus yet. Like, we have him, like, a little bit for, like, Four total minutes of screen time where he doesn't actually say anything yeah. to the camera. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like the amount of technology that went into this. The work with prosthetic makeup. And it's just like this is an early 2000s fantasy film. I was expecting CGI to be a little bit more dated. And yeah. there's a lot more practical stuff that I than I remember. And the CGI is... You know, it is a little bit dated here and there, but overall it's not like breaking immersion in any way. I'm no, not like
2: yeah.
1: saying anything looks like shit after uh, this many years. So, oh my God, I cannot believe like <laughs> just how how much went into this. Well, I just, I think how, they, how they, efficient this production was. Yeah.
0: They didn't attempt anything they couldn't accomplish. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like even like, you know you're looking at like eisengard and stuff like that um they used fucking miniatures for for these bum, bum, huge bum. places man like mm-hmm. oh you just don't see it anymore greg you just don't see the use of miniatures like god it's so beautiful it's goddamn beautiful
1: i i usually don't like to be the boomer mentality of like ah it was much better back in my day but like Bro, filmmaking movies were, I'll, I'll get <laughs> <Movies were. laughs> like, i'll get that way with my motion pictures thank you
0: i'll listen to mumble rap and be like listen if i were younger i'd like it i'm not gonna talk Yeah, shit, it's what the kids you know? are into like, what am i gonna hate on it? it the like fucking fallout boy that i listen to certainly doesn't hold up to objective criticism i just like it because it was cool when i was 15 um
1: I always knew they sucked, but yeah. Uh. Movies
0: movies have gotten worse, okay? <laughs> like in general, like they used to be better. Um I think their peak was before I was born, I would say, like um hmm. and you know, this is honestly one of the last breaths of like what I would call like the golden age of cinema. Like um and I think that's probably cuz of how long before 9/11 they made this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah dude i i have a i don't have a hard time agreeing with that i think they're this year we've talked so much about the movies that came out this year and it's just like this is one of the best years of like new films in theaters that we've seen in like a very long time
2: mm-hmm.
1: so golden age of cinema call it what you want but just like incredible movie like maybe the golden age for like fantasy or like sci-fi like some kind of movie where you're supposed to be sold a world that is not of a normal earth that we're used to yeah like um any fantasy movie coming out nowadays is going to be 90 percent blue screen cgi that kind of thing not nearly as much in terms of like practical effects miniatures yeah uh, on location shots, that kind of thing. So, well, there's so I, many I totally quick, get that.
0: There's so many little things they do, like in the mines, they do one quick zoom out where you can pretty much see Gimli's full body, but he's far away, um, and they have like a little person as Gimli um, for that like nanosecond that you have that shot, and it's the same. I've talked about this before when Frodo is getting on Gandalf's cart it happens so fast you don't notice it on the ledge is, for, is Elijah Wood then they cut to a little person from behind dressed as Frodo jumping and then we have Elijah Wood landing in the cart the mm-hmm. amount of work for that one little second of the actual leap the mm-hmm. amount of work that went into getting like someone cast someone in costume you know like all that stuff for that one second that they used that is first of all what doesn't happen anymore and what also doesn't continue happening as the movies go on um but i do think their use of cgi is like the appropriate use where like you only use it when there's something you simply could not accomplish practically like it just it Mm -hmm. just could not be done so you use cgi to enhance it and that's, like, that's what I was always told by my parents growing up. Like, when these came out, they were like...
1: Now, Denny, don't use CGI. <laughs> oh, sorry, <right? laughs> and I never did.
0: Um, <laughs> Thanks, no, Mom. <laughs> I was always told that, like, everyone's wished there was a Lord of the Rings movie for so long, but they just didn't have the technology to make a story like that properly. Um, right. And now they finally did. You know, like, that's that was something that was needed for the movie to happen at all. And so... I don't know, man. I, I just think they hit their mark. Hit their mark. Yeah,
1: you 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 like it when it's a tool and not a crutch, basically.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Or like, yeah. Davy Jones and Pirates of the Caribbean. If you can make it look that Some good, I'm fine best. with it. the <laughs> <Like>, best. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the thing is, you need like $200 million just for him. Yeah. That's that's the issue. But if you've got that $200 million, fucking go for or it. Disney and wipes then...
0: their ass with $200 million.
1: Boy, do they!
0: Mickey fucking uh, uses that for his adult diaper.
1: Two hundred uh-huh. million
0: dollars cash that he just pees in because he doesn't. I oh, shit on two
1: hundred million them. dollars, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Literally. Uh, no sponsors for this podcast anytime soon. All right, uh- <laughs> not that we try. <laughs> not that we try. Yeah. Please, you give us money.
0: I tweeted. Tango well, we'll say Aladdin. Time
1: we'll say will smith's aladdin is good um, <laughs> uh, scraps scraps please um you tweeted what one time
0: i tweeted tango charlie one time to see if they'd sponsor us but they didn't respond so i'm still not gonna say their actual name on the air
1: attaboy um i wanted to touch on the themes in this movie and maybe kind of the trilogy yeah as a whole a little bit please I, I really like how this is not just kind of a boiled down story of good triumphing over evil. Well, eventually. There's three movies. But like I said, with Hobbits and their perceived strength, I, I like this movie's exploration of what real strength is versus weakness, love versus greed, loyalty versus corruption. There seems to be like a very in-depth... Exploration of all these different like things that are at odds with each other like Sam's loyalty versus like the corruption of the ring Corrupting the people that should be loyal to Frodo in his mission that kind of thing. I think this is a extremely (sighs) If you want to dive into just that theme you're going to get a lot out of it but if you want to look at love versus greed like Aragorn and Arwen's relationship, you can also get a lot out of that and this movie, well, I guess the story, this story is balancing all these themes of a type of good versus a type of evil or a perception of good versus a perception of evil. And it's every payoff is earned and every like exploration into these themes is incredibly earned and I feel like very emotionally attached to all characters representing all angles of this mm-hmm what essentially is good versus evil just all different forms of that how do you feel
0: i mean i i would just echo that like um i really think like to to shit on modern filmmaking more um (laughs) (laughs) like by all means you just don't see people making movies about like how power corrupts Like this does, you know, like you don't see people making movies about like preserving the idea of good in the face of evil. And I do think like culturally, the idea of good and evil have kind of died out we've kind of moved on from those ideas and more looked at like, well, there's perspectives, you know, (laughs) like, um, Mm -hmm. and I think that's probably a good thing, but there's something about the myth, Greg, just like these old timey myths, about moral virtue, right? And how mm-hmm. you must overcome your darkest parts of yourself. You must make peace with what holds ultimate power in your life. You must die and be reborn and move on to something that is better than what you ever wanted, right? Like you you go mm-hmm. on the quest because of what you want and then while you're on the quest, you part with what you want and get what you need, right? Like it's just there's something so eternal and timeless about that to me, because I really do think it's just a really good breakdown of how we grow as people. <laughs> like, how we respond to mm-hmm. adversity and change because of it. Um, and I think there's a reason that there's, like, a whole, like, public speaking industry on, like, the themes of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you know, like, cause <laughs> you, could, you could get a totally discussion-worthy... Uh, thing just out of out of aragorn and arwen's relationship like you're saying right like Mm -hmm. like that alone which is like a fucking c or d plot of the movie you know like um yeah that is loaded with so much uh uh what's the word i'm looking for here um i don't want to say morality is there a word for life lessons is there a more concise way to say that or is it just uh a uh, duality? Uh I don't fucking know. There's so much to say about human nature, just in Aragorn and Arwen. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: ultimately this is a trilogy about human nature. Yeah?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I buy that. Yeah. I thought you had more to say. I'm sorry. Uh <laughs> I'm just kind
0: of rambling and figuring it out as I go.
1: <laughs> that's that's what the podcast is for, man. I love it. Um Yeah, you're kind of talking about like the growth of people or like you know this movie when you say people it's like men no not just men like elves, dwarves, whoever, hobbits everybody else just like what we would call people like this exploration of growth as what we take away from it as humans being explored so well in like you know normally a movie would dive into the theme of Uh, love and greed uh, loyalty and like kind of standing in the face of corruption and like tackle that individually and this series I feel like does such a good job of seamlessly like blending all of these things that are in opposition of each other through so many characters and all the relationships with either Frodo or like other people in the fellowship people Mm -hmm. outside the fellowship and oh man it's just incredible it's like everything feels fully fleshed out and explored in such a meaningful and emotionally like accessible way yeah yeah so
0: well and it has time to breathe right like i think that's also like they were very patient they took their time um and that's why an aragorn arwen C story could be so powerful right yeah <laughs> it has time it has enough time dedicated to it to matter
2: yeah
1: and then like you've got that going on at the same time as like I, i'd maybe this wasn't explored as well as it could have been but like the bridging of like dwarves and elves just like constantly at odds with each other but legolas and gimli finding a bond and a friendship through yeah. their time together it's kind like, of like standing in the face of like generational uh dispute or hatred yeah uh, with another race basically and just in the face of that being like you know what i've got my guy here yeah and i fully trust him and love him absolutely so
0: that's like there were like they were teeing some stuff up that i didn't really notice till this watch that makes later stuff more meaningful like Gimli's role in this movie is to be humbled <laughs> you know like it's just already starting Gimli is just eating humble pie the whole movie um mm-hmm. and getting getting his like dwarvish pride and hatred of elves broken down um and that you know ends up being his whole arc ending with what about side by side with a friend you know like which is just ah oh, yes um yes uh <laughs> and then like I didn't notice this at all and I loved it. Um, when Gandalf is telling Frodo about Smeagol and where is an audience being introduced to the character and Frodo says, I wish Bilbo would have killed him. Gandalf really admonishes pity, Frodo. Yeah. Pity,
1: pity that he didn't kill him when he had the chance. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, where the real pity is. Yeah, exactly.
0: And that that admonishment is what informs Frodo later when you think he's being stupid and Sam's like, let's just beat this guy's ass. (laughs) You know, like, um, Mm -hmm. he is is against us, he is misleading us, he's manipulating us. Let's just beat the fuck out of him, Mr. Frodo, is essentially Sam's stance. (laughs) And I didn't realize that Frodo is essentially hearing Gandalf in his head telling him not to be so quick to judge and that Smeagol still has a part to play in this. And he just had to trust that which, as we know how it ends, uh, uh, spoilers for Return of the King, sorry everyone, um, the ring would not be destroyed if Smeagol didn't live till the end, because Frodo actually, if, if you want to take the fate theme that they, that they keep saying the whole movie, like, you were meant to have this, we don't know, you know, like, they're all, like, all the mm. wise figures are trusting in fate, um, and, and we're like Frodo, we're kind of the doubters. Um, and what we're being told by all our mentors is just trust that it's supposed to happen this way and the fate was that like Frodo was not meant to destroy the ring he was just meant to get it to the fire um Mm -hmm. and then like happenstance had to destroy the ring because no one was strong enough to really do it no one could withstand the temptation it had to happen on accident right (laughs) so like that's that's what had to happen and I just didn't even notice them teeing that up from the moment Gandalf introduces Smeagol and Frodo's arc with that character begins. It's just masterful. Masterful.
1: Oh, yeah. And, like, Gandalf could have told him so much more about him, too. Mm-hmm. But he just he told him the nature of his character, the nature of his corruption and not much else past like past that not too much about who he is now yeah just like the nature of his corruption why he is the way that he is and that's about it, it just kind of leaves it at that and just lets frodo perceive him however he needs to yeah yeah i i it's it is a little like looking back on the on the franchise. I'm a little surprised how little we see of uh, Smeagol in the first movie, mm-hmm. but
2: we get a, a lot it of him later. Tease. So it was a good tease. <laughs> it was a good tease. We're gonna see, We're gonna see a lot of, of him in the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: the next movie is pretty much the Smeagol show. So
1: he's he's pivotal. What can I say? Um, I think when I was younger, I gave Boromir. A pretty bad rap and I feel like this movie kind of shows him in a bad light most of the time yeah most of the time he he seems I don't know I the the older I get the more I like Boromir and I love Sean Bean boy does that guy know how to die in a fantasy movie or series <laughs> um he's he's the most easily corrupted he is absolutely a level seven susceptible um <laughs> just, <laughs> if you if you zoom in on his shield there's a honda logo um, <laughs> yeah. it blows the horn of hondor um
0: <laughs> just imagine him like casually dropping like marketing information about the ring and conversation <laughs> we wow. can get
1: to uh mordor a lot faster in a ford focus um, <laughs> i like him a lot more the older i get i i i don't fault him for being so corrupted by the ring i think it's important like i wish we had a little bit more of his character yeah. before he joined the fellowship but like but how do we get there like trey. besides like, like in the later move we're seeing yeah, in from the later Proto's movies you know exactly yeah uh, like the best we can do is in later uh later in the story the people that knew him talking about him in such high regard that kind of thing yeah he had some killer final moments too so
0: that's, that's the thing and it's like as i've gotten older and fucked up more and had moments where i was like god why did i just do that that's not me you know like i relate to boromir more with him immediately crying out to frodo after after he tries to take the ring from him you know just being like
2: frodo Frodo! I'm sorry!
0: Ugh. (laughs) Ugh. You know, and it's like, I like the story that it's like, you can have that, you can have the moment like that, and then you can just immediately redeem yourself and turn from that path. You know, like, I think that's Mm -hmm. what a lot of people miss about Boromir, is, is you see him, and you remember him for his succumbing to temptation, and you like to think you wouldn't. Oh, come on. Right, you know, like, mm-hmm. um what people don't remember is that he regretted that and immediately turned from that path, right? And that's that's yeah. what you should take away about moments where you fuck up, right? Like, that you can just stop being a fuck up and start doing the next right thing.
1: Yeah, and his whole attitude was like, I never thought that would happen to me but it did and i feel fucking horrible about it so yeah. i'm going to throw my body to save Marion and pippin in any way so well, and he, I... he he yeah he um he earned forgiveness i just wish frodo had been there to kind of see it but
0: me too and i think it's just like the whole movie they're just telling you it's the nature of men they're easily corruptible Um, And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm finding that the older I get, the more I have compassion for when people do things that piss me off. You know, because I'm like, God, it's just kind of like human nature to, like, talk a little too much shit behind people's back. You know, like, it's just kind of, I don't take it as personally. You know, like, it's... I have more compassion for Boromir as a 32 year old than I did as an 11 year old. I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no way, you've grown since you were um, 11.
0: Only an in inches, Greg. Only an in inches. I'm pretty much the same guy. That's not true. I've grown. That's since right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: good. Um, I don't have too much else to say on the movie itself. Same dude. Uh, until gimmicks and everything. Uh, my last kind of thing on the trilogy. I kind of teased it a little bit in the beginning here. Yeah. We we should feel so incredibly blessed to have first of all a trilogy that is I would say like equal or close to equal in quality throughout all three movies. Yeah. This was thought out and planned from the beginning and treated as one large project. And secondly, we should feel lucky that the quality that's matched along all three films is way above average. Yes. Like... Yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, that while you say that, so like, this is something that kind of interests me. I guess I did have one more talking point before we get into gimmicks. I wanted to get your yeah. thoughts, because I don't have a lot of thoughts on it, I just notice it. Um. Lord of the Rings does not have the same staying power as Star Wars does Um, this is a very very millennial phenomenon uh, even more so than I would say Harry Potter is Um, it's our generation that really loves the Lord of the Rings trilogy and I don't really see the the young kids and the 20-somethings now really being into it what do you think that's about?
1: I don't know That's kind of interesting uh i would say first of all the disney marketing machine yes and
0: (laughs) this is not part of yeah that's a good point
1: yeah and i don't know it's for me personally i'm i'm 32 this i'm absolutely in the middle of the millennial generation so this was like the perfect bridge between my generation and my dad
0: yeah, there was so, a camaraderie so this is like, with our parents in this. I didn't think about that.
1: A thousand percent, man, and it's just like the the generation that my dad and my mom are from. This feels like a connection between the two of us, and Star Wars is maybe more of the it's Gen X Gen X connection with the people younger than us today yeah. and like enduring and carrying on even though star wars like my parents were dating and they watched the original star wars like 12 times in theaters <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no love laws for star wars in this family either i'm yeah. just saying like this is a 100 year old i think book series it was 20s or 30s i can't remember um that was really embraced by people in you know born in the 40s 50s 60s so you know nerds before they were cool so this feels more like a connection between millennials and their parents this came out when we were either pre-teens early teens that kind of age so like it was one of the coolest things we saw um you know it's competing with the star wars prequels so you know i think these went out I, I would normally say like it kind of stops there, but man, I watching this now, I'm like, I'm just like feeling nostalgia being confirmed. Yeah. Like I don't just like these because I liked them when I was eleven, twelve, no, and thirteen. These are
0: good movies. <laughs> Stand the test I like of them time.
1: Beca- exactly, I like them because they're fucking good. Yeah. Like, and I don't know, maybe like cool laser ship star wars pew pew smart talk and harrison ford is more accessible to like a broader audience lord of the rings isn't that super niche either though like this isn't like only this group of people will understand and appreciate lord of the rings but it feels slightly narrower than star wars i guess that's yeah Me kind of rambling to figure it out as I go, I guess.
0: No, honestly, there's a lot of stuff that makes a lot of sense that you said that I hadn't considered, but something just occurred to me why Gen Z wouldn't like this. Um, Well, you may not have noticed, but this is uh, not anime. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's very subtle, but Gen Z can tell the difference. This is not anime.
1: (laughs) Between anime and live action? (laughs) Oh man, uh, yeah. Good point. Very, very good point. <laughs> also, this shit's four hours long for the first movie. Um,
0: yeah, we're in a post Vine world.
1: Yeah, we're in a currently in a TikTok era, so you get it.
0: Yeah, TikTok is like Vine the extended edition.
1: Ah, oh, <laughs> I thought they would be more connected. Then I guess not.
0: Well, Greg, should we? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Go ahead. Is it is, gimmick time? Are we getting into gimmicks? I think it's. Gimmick I think it's gimmick time. gimmick time. All right,
1: Greg. I agree.
0: So our gimmick of the week is your moment of work life
1: balance. Well, my favorite achievement in work work life balance. We already talked about it a little bit, but that first hour or so where we're in the Shire, mine's got to be. You talked about Gandalf's mental escape coming to the Shire. Mm-hmm. And I had my moment in my, my achievement in work-life balance being Gandalf blowing a smoke ship through a smoke oh, ring. God, smoking with Spilbo.
0: That's real good. Um, We basically picked the same one. I was just less specific. I couldn't narrow it mm-hmm. down and I was like, just the whole Shire sequence. That's what a work-life mm-hmm. balance looks like. Just everything you saw there. Is really how we're meant to live, um, and it's how we did live pre industrialization. Um, but I did have this week an anti gimmick for the first time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the, I like uh, it.
1: The Saruman to the Gandalf, the gimmick Gandalf.
0: Yes, the poorest <laughs> example of work life balance in the entire movie.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Frodo's entire thing was just like, I'm trying to just get back to a normal life. Fuck you, go to Mordor. <laughs> It was Frodo volunteering
0: to take the ring to Mordor, um, oh, though okay. he does not know the way. Um, it was the like guys, <laughs> listen. In a capitalist world, never volunteer to do extra work for free. Okay, you're mm. not you're not a hero. Um, Frodo Frodo did his job. He completed the assignment. Stands up and is like, "Oh, I guess I'll just do something five times as hard as what I just did." Uh, don't don't do this at work people Uh, you will not be rewarded for it (laughs) you're being exploited that was a bad moment of work life balance
1: the eagles will not come to save you
0: no they will not
1: no they will not Uh, Denny what is your favorite line from the Fellowship of the Ring Uh, we had some absolute bangers I know it's hard to choose
0: it's so much of the stuff Gandalf says um even i i like when gandalf is being mean to mary and pippin he's just got some sick uh sick middle earth burns on them
1: throw yourself in there next time rid us of your, your stupidity subidity.
0: what are you going to do gandalf wrap your head against the door. <laughs> what do you it's basically him saying in tolkien speak what do you think i'm gonna fucking do i'm gonna try to open it dipshit <laughs> like, um I'll but i'm break just gonna your head go over the fucking
1: thing yeah
0: <laughs> It gives me chills every time. I've kind of already stooged it off. Uh, and it's... Oh, uh, well, I'll give a runner-up, which is uh, Bilbo on Concerning Hobbits. Quite content to ignore and be ignored by the world of the big folk. Uh, and I was like, mm. God. That's how I feel when people try to tell me what's happening on the news. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> You know, I'm quite content to ignore that and and be ignored by it. I don't matter to any of that. Um, And I've just decided for it not to matter to me. But I've just got to go with... Bilbo Baggins, do not take me for a conjurer of cheap tricks! Because it's just... Gandalf shows a completely different side of him that is not to be fucked with in that moment. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, It's so fucking good with the storm clouds forming inside back End and Bilbo just being like oh fuck. Forgot he's a wizard for a second. I'm really, who? really not in the mood to fuck around and find out with Gandalf. You know? So that's my favorite line. What's yours? Nice.
1: Talk shit. Get thunderstruck. <laughs> um Two runners up uh some badass one-liners from one from Gimli Let them come. There is one dwarf yet in Moria who draws breath. Oh. Fantastic. Just processing his grief through violence, which in that context was very healthy. That's uh, the
0: theme <laughs> of most grief counseling.
1: Do it violently, yeah. Um <laughs> The Boromir's final words, I would have followed you, my brother, my captain, my king. Ugh. uh spoilers, Boromir dies after saying that. Um uh, terrific, terrific line, terrific delivery like i said sean bean sure can die in a movie uh or show i forgot spoilers for many things
0: i really like be at peace son of gondor um i forgot mm-hmm. to mention it. that's a great line
1: that's the next line in the movie yeah be at peace son of gondor oh. son of honda um but my favorite not. one yeah
0: we put that in our film fest movie when we killed mickey mouse and loaded him into a storage crate and put him in a creek (laughs) high school film fest ladies and gentlemen
1: damn mckinney's weird Um, (laughs) my favorite line is spoken by the ring itself it's in some form of elvish and it says one ring to rule them all one ring to find them one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness bind them. Oh, oh that
0: Chivalrous. was actually my first pick, and then I thought it wasn't in the movie, so we pretty much picked the same one.
1: Gandalf says it, but yeah, he's reading off the ring. I was also playing. <laughs> well, he knows Animal what Crossing.
0: it says. I, oh, because I was listening for it uh, in the cold open uh, when we're going through a <laughs> sealed oh, stuff, Oh, yeah, um, and it, was, I get you. it wasn't there. Um, so I was like, "Oh, I guess it's when it's in Return of the King, so it's not in this movie." So, but essentially, we picked the same one. If that line is in the movie,
1: it is. Gandalf says it once Frodo throws the ring in the fire. Uh, it's quite cool, and he it's some form of Elvish. He can't read it. No. I wish Gandalf translates.
0: <laughs> I wish Frodo responded. Yeah, it's totally rad, man.
1: <laughs> Frodo, it's quite cool. Look. <laughs> rings wearing sunglasses <laughs> whoa <laughs> the ring just did a kickflip holy shit it's quite cool <laughs> uh the ring's got a million followers on tiktok uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right denny um yeah i guess that does it for for lines yes what's
0: your criticer score for the lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring if we're talking fantasy genre greg yeah we are i don't think it gets any better than this it's a 50 out of 50 for me
1: Ooh, that's a perfect score for the perfect score for me 50 out of 50 happy to hear it that's so cool that kicks ass what about you um i gave this one well i know that it's not perfectly made you know the statues are holding up the wrong hands from the back stuff like that there's some minor issues i don't i don't love all of the close the super close-ups but it just like it's got that peter jackson flair doesn't always work but sometimes it does um but it's so easy to connect to it explores all the themes we talked about very well everything feels earned and I think I might have mentioned it on the recording. I can't remember if it was before we started, but I just finished a four-hour movie, and the only thing I can think about is how much I want to watch the next four-hour movie. Yes. I gave this one a 36 out of 40.
2: Hmm.
1: High marks from ya, boy. Yo. Yep. It, it could go up, honestly. Like, I'll I'll watch this again later. This is like. This has been one of my favorite trilogies or movie series for the past decade plus. So I,
0: I could see you working it up to a thirty-eight.
1: Yeah, maybe it'll get there.
0: I mean, no dogs died.
1: Numbers are meant to be changed. Uh, they they do in the second one though. Oh <laughs> shit, Those, are, you're those right. are bad dogs.
0: Those are deer wolves.
1: <laughs> those are bad boys.
0: <laughs> is, this, is it half a point off if it's a bad boy? <laughs> it depends.
2: <laughs> <laughs> fantasy
1: boys yeah all right um denny we've done it mm-hmm. uh movies for when you've had a tough week at work stressful day in the office
0: Tough. Day but the office. tough day at the office
1: <laughs> frodo's had a tough day at the office <laughs> uh we're wrapping up The calendar year, though. We've got some things coming up. We want to talk about some Christmas movies. Maybe the grannies are making a return in the new year. They'll be back. But we got some time in between now and then. So um, we talked about it a little bit briefly. And the idea came to us for the next couple of weeks before Christmas. We've got two weeks and then we're going to do a Christmas episode. What are those two weeks going to entail, Denny? Well, there
0: was talk of the menu there was talk of Mm -hmm. following up a three-part episode with a fourth edition but all that talk ceased we're gonna do the rest of the lord of the rings trilogy in these two weeks ladies and gentlemen next week you're getting two towers after that you're getting return of the king title pending on the series and then we're gonna bring it on home to you with a christmas movie so get excited for the next couple weeks we're excited. I'm grinning ear from ear. You can't just do the first one, okay? You just... It shouldn't be allowed, as they say. <laughs> I think you should
1: leave. Fucking right. Like I just said, I I, want, I can't wait to watch the rest of these movies. So I don't have to. We're going to watch <laughs> them this week.
2: <laughs>
1: like, maybe this will be... a. When you've had a stressful week at work, or when the holidays are stressful, we recommend watching all the Lord of the Rings movies. Something Either way, something about
0: watching these in the winter feels right. They're not Christmassy at yeah. all, but it feels right to watch them in December.
1: Unofficial Christmas movies, for sure. Like they're absolutely not. They have nothing to do with Christmas at all. I don't. As far as I know, Jesus didn't like save Middle Earth. Depends
0: on your interpretation as as of Aragorn.
1: It's the Old Old Testament. Um, you know what
0: they won't tell you? You know what they won't tell you in the Tolkien metaphors? Hmm. The man was a very seriously devout Catholic who drew a lot of inspiration in his work from his religion, but he wrote Lord of the Rings in what should be considered a pre-Christian era of his life. So any Christ figure you see in Aragorn uh, is just coincidental and cultural allegory.
1: Hey, sometimes stories have a hero <laughs> every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs>
0: Boy do they Vigo
1: says but Vigo Mortensen is very hot. So <laughs> Damn. Uh <laughs> growing up was realizing that Vigo Mortensen was hotter than Orlando Bloom. I'm a straight man, so uh Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait to do the two towers next week. I'm so fucking excited. Like <laughs> Dude, uh I'm a return the kid it. guy myself. Well like next week i I can't wait to do both i can't wait to do all of this um i was extremely happy to do fellowship of the ring we were going to do it no matter what i'm so glad the audience voted for this one so thank you guys for voting
0: we're just gonna do another episode of the series with fellowship if it lost
1: oh man because we're in control control's an illusion we're in charge fuck you (laughs) as we've
0: said we don't even try to get sponsors this is mostly so we can have fun we're glad you have fun while we have fun audience
1: take it as a lesson folks your vote doesn't actually matter unless it gets us what we we, actually want we would have done
0: we would have done what they voted for we just would have also done
1: this afterwards yeah exactly like we would have done inside out or whatever what what got second place I can't uh, remember.
0: uh uh legally blonde got third uh second was was it the
1: goonies i might have been the goonies that's a pretty good call i just i <laughs> I, I think at a certain point fellowship of the ring kind of took over and then just absolutely did not stop yep sorry to uh walter mitty and all that but yeah it was a spider verse
0: oh that's right that would have been a good one to do too i would have been would looking have been forward ready. to that yeah we'll do it one a day. movie i i really like and i have a
1: very high rating for it i so. love that
0: movie too it'll be it'll be good mm-hmm. uh, classic nick cage
1: performance too that's right spider the noir spider-man <laughs> um all right, we, we've we've talked enough here. We've taken people's time. In an episode that is less than half the time as the movie we watch, which is not normally the case. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, this is concise. All right. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Uh, thank you for listening to the top 98 percentile Of content creating TV and film podcasts On Spotify Whatever, rate us on Spotify Rate us on shit, five Five stars stars. Give it to us, give me it, give me that Give me, give me, give
0: me a man After midnight
1: I want that I should have got that Five stars Alright Denny The last thing I gotta tell you It's in some sort of elvish but i think it says roughly translates to one catchphrase to rule them all one catchphrase to find them one catchphrase to seamless edit and in the catchphrase podcast
0: for greg work the world's second largest hobbit but not by much johnson I'm Denny, the world's largest hobbit, but not by much Taylor, And this has been Movies for When? We already told you when, but you know what we didn't tell you? What about Second Breakfast again?
2: I'm a policeman. See my badge? (laughs)